Robert, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you, those that are watching. We appreciate you tuning in. Like our page, share it, get the word out. We are a lively church. We believe this word to be yea and amen, and we put it to practice. We do not shy away from it. We believe it's thus say it the word. It's a living word that comes alive. It's alive as we speak, and it does exactly what we say it will do. It will save, heal, restore, and transform people's lives. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Who has saved us, hallelujah, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. In other words, we are not unemployed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The church is never unemployed. We are never unemployed. God has the greatest retirement plan. The thing is, you never retire. <laughs> That's the thing. You never retire. He has a retirement plan. That means there's a mansion in heaven for you, but you never retire. He's the greatest owner ever. He knows how to take care of his employees. Every day, he daily, daily loads us with benefits. Hallelujah. He's an employee that loves his employees. Is your picture on his wall as the employee of the month? Come on. Who wants to be God's employee of the month? Hallelujah. Come on. Job was God's employee of the month. He bragged about him. I mean, to the point where he even told the devil, hey, you've been walking around all you want, but you missed out on the employee of the month. You don't know Job like I know Job. It made him mad. Well, I'm going to get that Job. Devil threw everything again and still didn't mess him up. He would not curse God. He would not curse his employer. Oh, I'm about, I'm about to slap somebody right now. Oh, because I ain't going to ask how many of you have cursed your employer. Job never cursed his employer. I don't know where I'm going, Holy Spirit, but you're taking me somewhere. Job never cursed his employer. You better learn something. Well, I don't like him. Job probably felt that at me after, you know, the first, when the first person came and said, guess what, Job? Got some bad news. He did not curse his employer. All of a sudden, another person came. Guess what, Job? He did not curse his employer. Guess what, Job? He did not curse his employer. Then someone so close to him said, guess what, Job? Job still did not curse his employer. Then his so-called friends, one after another, not, at one, not all at one time, but one after another. Guess what, Job? He would not curse his employer. But what I love about his employer, his, lawyer, his employer got in the face of all those that got in Job's face. And says, Job better forgive and pray for you. Because if not, you answer to me. And Job forgave them. Job interceded for them. And because Job refused not to curse his employer, Job got double. He got it all back and then some. He got double. More than enough. How many of you want to be God's employee of the month? 
You better learn the formula. We're employees of heaven. You're, you're an employer. You, you have been employed. You never stop being the church when you leave this place. You are still an employee of heaven. You have a job description. That is to be unified with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and the church. That's your job description. Every day, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed at night, you have a job description. Your, your, your employment to heaven is first. And if you learn that, you will learn the formula of winning. God's purpose and grace is us to be winners in everything. In other words, in his purpose and grace, everything we touch should be blessed. Everything that we put our attitude towards should be blessed. Why? Because it's in God's purpose and grace for you to be a winner. To win at everything. Not to come, up in, not to come second, third, or fourth. Not to get some participation. Trophy. Throw it away. You parents, you look at your children and say, you're a winner. You trained to be a winner. Not to come up second. But that comes by you. How do you train up your kids? By you living the formula in front of them. For them, your children to be winners, you have to be a winner. You have to be a winner spiritually, you have to be a winner physically, and you got to be a winner financially. How do you expect your kids, our, ch- our children, to be better than us if they don't see that winning attitude in us spiritually, physically, and financially? All we're doing is raising up kids just like us. And no parent wants their child to suffer like we, like we have. No, ch- no parent wants their children to make the same mistakes they've done. And we do everything we can not for them not to do it. Well, Pastor, that I messed up on the first one. Guess what? God loves you. God forgave you. But don't make a mess up on the second one or the third one. You haven't learned. God's a merciful God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because I think we've all messed up on the first one. <laughs> Some capacity. I'm like, we felt like, man, I cannot make the same mistake I made. I'm not gonna drop the second one like I dropped the first one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, whatever. Anyway, let's just move on. But it's in God's purpose and grace for us to be winners. But do we understand the formula and to be that winner? Now, I know it says in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. I know what the word of God says, but being God's offspring is not the formula to win. Oh, my goodness. What are you talking about? Being... The offspring of God does not give you the formula to win. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and set and is set down at the right and is set down at the right hand of the hand of the throne of God. Pastor, I know the, the, the formula to win. It's the cross. It gives me the ability to, to win. Wrong. Oh, that's heresy. Wrong. Because how many times people have come to the altar and embraced the cross and they're still losing spiritually, physically, financially. They're still losing. How many people are the offspring of God? Guess what? Everybody in this room's the offspring of God. Because in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, let us create man in our image and likeness. All of us are the offspring of God. But that doesn't give us the formula to win. You confessing Jesus, oh my goodness, oh, oh get ready, does not give you the formula to win. Because how many of us have confessed Jesus as Lord, but have found ourselves still sinning in some capacity? Not me, Pastor, at that. Then why would Jesus say all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? See, being in the offspring of God does not make, does not give you the formula to win. Embracing the cross does not give you the formula to win. Are you ready for the formula to win? Are you ready to hear it? James chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the formula to win. You ready? Submit. Yourself. Therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Here is the formula to win. Spiritually, physically, Financially, the first word is submit. Every day, Pastor Thad has to submit to be a winner. The first thing I have to do every day is I, I have to submit to God. If I want to win today, I have to submit to God. If you want to win today, you have to submit, therefore, to God. That word submit means to obey. Oh, whether you like it or not. Whether you agree with it or not. Whether you agree with this word or not, it doesn't change who God is. If you want to be a winner, you got to obey. You got to obey. That means you got to be willing to submit whether you agree with it or not. Saul, King Saul, disagreed with God, disagreed with Samuel, and he found himself, he found himself being rejected by God. Why? Because he refused to obey God. 
He refused. Why? Because it was, you know, the first time it's like, oh, oh, God was lenient. But it was a pattern in King Saul's life because it was in his heart to disobey. He really didn't cherish his position and who he was in front of Israel. And because of that, he refused to obey. And because of that, he lost his authority. He lost his employment. He was fired. The word submit means to obey. To yield yourself. To yield. You want to learn the formula, how to win? You got to first Submit. You got to first obey. You got to yield yourself, therefore, to God. Number two, the formula of winning is to to, to resist the devil. To resist the devil. To resist the devil. In other words, to resist the temptation of the devil. To resist who he is in your life. That word resist means you're going to oppose the devil. You're going to set against him. In other words, no. I'm not going to do what the devil tells me to do. I'm not going to do it. Number three. Draw nigh to God. You're going to draw yourself to God. In other words, you're going to join yourself to your Heavenly Father. You're going to join yourself to Jesus, the living word. You're going to join yourself to the Holy Spirit, who is your resource on this earth. Because if you draw nigh to God, you draw nigh to Jesus, you draw nigh to the Holy Spirit, He will draw. In other words, that word, that word draw there in, in verse 8 means to join yourself, but also the other word in draw means He will approach you. In other words, your heavenly Father will approach you. Your Savior, Jesus Christ, will approach you. The Holy Spirit, who is your resource, will approach you. Why? Because you have drawn yourself to God. You have joined yourself to your heavenly Father. Hallelujah. But I just stopped there. Because all these things are a process. It's a process. Because all of us in this room, counting myself, have a problem with the first one. How can we get to the resisting part? Because we have a problem with the first one. Submitting to obeying God. Because we don't like what he's telling us what to do. And what is he telling this church to do? To go into all the world and preach the gospel. To go out and engage people with the gospel. To let people know that Jesus saves. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't change who God is. Because he is the creator of the world. Oh, but Pastor Dad, there's sickness and disease. Guess what? Come 2022, there's going to be sickness and disease. Come 2023, guess what? There's going to be sickness and disease. Come 2024, there's going to be sickness and disease. So, when it's all over, God, I'll go. 
It's never going to be over. <laughs> it's not. You got to obey. You got to obey. You got to yield yourself to God. Pastor Thad, 2021 was bad for me. Guess what? What's 2022 going to do to you? Oh, you're talking about bad? Oh, I know what bad is. But it ain't going to stop me from obeying. Pastor Dad, I lost somebody. So did I. But it ain't going to stop me. Why? Because I still have to obey. I still have to yield myself, therefore, to God. Bad things happen. But I know the formula to win. Number four. We got to cleanse our hands. We have to cleanse our hands. Why? Because our hands are, are dirty. That word cleanse means we have to purify to purify from wickedness. We have to purify ourselves from wickedness. In other words, our hands cannot be connected to wickedness. That means wickedness means wicked people. People does not, people who do not line up with this word, people who do not live the way we live here at this church, holy, righteous, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus is coming back for somebody who's saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost. In other words, those that are not connected to wickedness. They have to purify themselves to wickedness. A person, and that also the word cleanse means to consecrate. We have to consecrate ourselves to God every day of our life. And we have to stay consecrated unto God throughout the day. Why? Because Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, you think by you rebuking the devil one time in the morning... It's going to stop the devil? No. You got to walk with an attitude of always rebuking the devil. Because the devil's always going to get in your face. Jesus had to deal with the devil not just once, not twice, not three times. And he went off for a season. No, he, he had to deal with the devil even at the cross. He had to deal with the devil. Because they were still mocking him. They were still laughing at him. They were still doing all kinds of things. He still had to deal with the devil till he died. Oh, it was all over with when Jesus died. It was all over with. Because he, ha he didn't have to deal with the devil no more. Because when he died, it, sin was defeated. Because in three days, he was resurrected. Something the devil never knew, never thought was going to ever happen. He was dancing and shouting, we killed Jesus! We killed! And all of a sudden, Jesus is looking right at him because he goes, we, we killed you. Ah, uh, no, 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 you, you thought you killed me. Because, but this was all in the purpose, plan, and expectation of God, who, which you did not know of. Because not only was Job the employee of, an employee of heaven, so was Jesus. He gave up his ownership when he came to earth. He gave up his ownership and he took on the form of man. 
He took on the form of man. That means he had to relinquish his ownership. He had to sell his stock, if you will. He had to sell everything he had to give it up because he could not have any part of heaven when he came to this earth. Because if he did, the devil would have known it. The devil, because the devil didn't recognize him. If the devil, why would the devil tempt Jesus if he knew who he was? In Luke chapter 4, the devil did not know who Jesus was. He did not recognize him. Why? Because when Jesus came to the earth, he relinquished all his authority of heaven. He gave it all up to become man. Even at the cross, the devil did not know Jesus. Because if the devil would have known Jesus at the cross, he would have never let him die. The devil, never, the devil never knew who Jesus was. So Jesus was an employee of heaven. And he won. He won. Why? Because right here, right here, he submitted to the Father. Number two, he resisted the devil. Number three, he drew himself to God. Because in that garden, he was talking to God. He was drawing himself to God. And God was drawing himself to him. And he says, and he said, God, is there any other way? And God says, no, there is no other way. And he says, nevertheless, not my will, but God, let your will be done. He cleansed himself. He consecrated himself before God. He says, I will be the sacrificial lamb. I'm that ram in the thicket. Do you realize when you go back and read the ram in the thicket or the bush, however you prefer, it was said the ram was caught in the bush with his head. In other words, when you think of a sheep or you think of a lamb or whatever, all that fur, all that wool, you would, you would have thought that's how he would have got caught in the thicket or the bush. But no, he was caught in his head. Why? Because the ram, for it to be a good sacrifice, could not have a blemish. There could not be a torn, could not be a rip. He had to be perfect. So God is so, I mean, even there the devil didn't realize what was going on. Understand, he was the lamb that was slain. He was the ultimate perfect sacrifice. Why? Because he submitted, he resisted, he drew, he drew himself there, he cleansed himself. And number five, he purified. You purify your hearts. In other words, you keep yourself morally righteous. That purify, purify means morally. In other words, you keep yourself morally right with God. Those five things are the formula to winning. Submit, resist, draw, cleanse, and purify yourself before God every day of your life. Because if you do, you will win spiritually, you will win physically, you will win financially. You will win, in your, you will win in your home, you will win with your family, you will win in your job, your employment, you will win in your business, you will win in everything you do. If you practice these five things every day throughout the day, that I will stay submitted 
to my God. Oh, it may, something in your job or your business, it may look lucrative. It may look, it may look so appetizing. But if it ain't from God, don't you dare touch it. But Pastor Thad, think of the money that I, if I invest in it, it will, man, what I could do for the kingdom of God. But if it ain't from God, guess what? You don't touch it. Abraham looked at King Sodom and said, I don't want nothing you have. I don't want nothing, nothing, any, all that you have. I want nothing of what you have. I mean, Abraham was bold. He looked at the king and says, I don't want nothing you have. What you have is nothing compared to my God. Why? Because Abraham submitted himself to God. And he wasn't even saved. He wasn't even born again. He wasn't even filled with the Holy Ghost. He just had faith. Just think, someone who's saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. Just think what you can do if you just submit, if you just resist, and you just draw yourself to God, and you keep yourself cleansed and purified. Just think what you can do for the kingdom of God if you just learn the formula and how to win. That's the formula. You want to see 500 souls from the north, the south, and east, and west? Learn this formula. Learn this formula. Learn this formula that you're going to stay submitted. In other words, I'm not going to let no ungodly thing get in the way, get in the way of the purpose and grace of my Savior, Jesus Christ, because I recognize I have been called with a holy call. Amen? Stand to your feet. That's your formula to win. It's up to you, or you, can, or you can always come up second. But listen to me. You can always win third place. But God, at least, I, you know, first, second place is not bad. I, 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 I shared Jesus. No, 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 no. God's called you to be a winner. In other words, here's winning, Sister Eliza. You're going to seal the deal. You're going to go beyond just telling them about Jesus. You're going to be like those disciples says, hey, have you ever heard? Have you ever received the Holy Ghost? Have you ever been baptized? Have you, ever, you need to come to church. You know what? I'm going to come get you. You're going to seal the deal. Because you want them saved that day. You want them baptized. And you want them filled with the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to get to that point where they come forward, they get saved, we fill the tank up, dunk them, or I take them outside in the lake. And guess what? We're going to dunk them. Or I'll just throw some holy water on them. Just like I did to those that went to, went to, went to Jordan River. It was so cold. They didn't want, man, it was cold. And I'm like, I'm praying the night before. And I'm like, God, Holy Spirit, uh, that kingdom come, that will be done. But, Lord, I do not want to get in that ice cold, freezing cold. I mean, it was 50-degree <laughs> cold water, man. And I'm like, and, they, and, and, I, and you know what? They were like, oh, no, just take the water. And just, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Then Brother Daniel come up, and he came in. And I'm like, he had to put that whole robe on. So I just kicked him in. <laughs> I was like, no. But what I'm saying is, I'm like, hey, that's what we got to get to. We got to get to this point where, hey, that's what they did in Acts. They didn't wait. 
They got them saved, sanctified. I mean, they got them baptized and they were speaking in tongues. All in the same day. All in one day. And these people didn't know Jesus. They didn't, they didn't have to sit through rock class. They didn't have to sit through newcomers. They didn't have to sit through evangelism. Boom! They were saved, sanctified. They were speaking in tongues. All in one day. Then they went out and preached. Think about it. Here, we live in a world time where you got to go through rock class. You got to go through new believers. You got to go. We got to teach you with that. No, these people know. Boom, right there in one day. Why? Why did that happen? And why is it not happening now? Number one, we don't submit. We're not submitted to the, to the power of God. We just want to get in and get out, get in and get out, get in and get out. We don't want to hear the word submission. We don't want to hear the words resist. We surely don't want to draw near to God because if God, if we draw near to God, that means God is going to see on the inside of us. And there's certain things that we just don't want God to see. Trust me, he's already seen it. He saw it the first day you did it. <laughs> so why are you trying to hide something he's already seen? We don't want to cleanse ourselves. We, we don't want to purify ourselves. That's why we don't see what we, what, we, what we read. Because those people stay submitted to God. They stayed before God. Why? Because they recognized the power. They recognized the supernatural power of God. And how he manifested himself. The healings that, take, that took place. Where you don't have to lay hands on them. Your very shadow could just touch them. You're, you're so caught up in God and you walk by somebody and your shadow touches that individual. And all of a sudden they get healed. And you don't even know their name. Why? Because they stay submitted to God. And do you realize James chapter 4 wasn't even written yet? But they were practicing it. They were living it every day of their life. Now, if God would do that for them, don't you think God will do that for us? But you got you to gotta want it. I cannot make you. I cannot force you. But I'll tell you without me and my house, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to live in this formula of winning. But where does it start? With me. It starts with her. How can I ask God to do my family if it doesn't start in me first? It's got to start in Why? Because I got to be the example. You got to be that example. Amen? 